Hello and welcome to the Com Salon, hosted by London College of Fashion PR and communication students, where we interview thought leaders and convention challengers about their role in the PR and communication industry. So today we're talking to Charlotte Jacqueline, and Charlotte is the co-founder of Betty Magazine, a biannual cult lifestyle publication featuring things to do, make, eat, and wear, as well as fashion features, crafts, beauty recipes, helpful and friendly advice, lovely artwork, our list goes on, and <laughs> photography. Um, so I'd like to first thanks, uh, thank you, Charlotte, for being here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so we've got just a, a select questions. We'll make this a short, a short one, so someone can have a little twenty-minute commute. But um, I'm sort of interested in why did you start Betty Magazine, and what did you think was lacking in the media landscape when you started? So Betty was started um, a long time ago at university. Um, it originally was called Martha, I think, a twenty-page zine in my second year, but. Um, kind of seven years ago or so when I started it, I was getting all my magazines from America or Australia. There wasn't really anything that was speaking to me in the UK press. So um, obviously at university you get set a lot of briefs. So it was just a nice way to spend time really, kind of creating content that I wanted to read um, and you know, just featuring things that I liked. So that was, it was all purely selfish reasons that it was started. Um, and then, you know, as it went on um, and, and developed, I met more and more people like me who were interested in, um, you know, not interested in weight loss tips or celebrity gossip because that really isn't something that, that engages me at all. And just more kind of, you know, empowering information about people that have got their own businesses or, you know, interesting places to visit, interesting things to see and do. And that was the kind of things that I wanted to read about. So nobody was really, you know, doing that at the time. So I thought, you know, if you want a job do done, do it yourself kind of thing. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess in terms of we're interested because you've got such you know, it's, it's biannual, but I mean it's really packed with different uh, types of content. And just wondering how you come up with content ideas and how much of your content would you say is based on talking to your readers and sort of understanding what they want. Um, so recently, actually, we've gone from a biannual to an annual. We we decided to do that this year um, purely um, because it's it's not our full time jobs and also because of the website. So we're um, about to relaunch our new website and that's going to have more kind of like daily you know tidbits on tit tidbits <laughs> um on there um so the actual annual um was more a kind of we want it to be a bumper kind of thing and, and not a lot of people are doing annuals you know the jackie annual in the 70s was you know a really exciting thing you know back then lots more people were doing annuals but in terms of content and where i find it um a lot of things, you know, start on Instagram now, actually. Um, I, you know, I'll find an interesting picture on there and it'll be an interesting, you know, person's studio or an interesting maker. Um, that's a really kind of big source of inspiration for me in terms of content. But lots of things um, have been around in my head for a long time. So, um, you know, story ideas or fashion shoots. It'll be something that, you know, I, I kind of have thought about a couple of years ago. And time presents a, a kind of a situation where I, I can turn that into a story um, for the magazine. But we get lots of contributors emailing us and pitching ideas to us. Um, and you just know when it's going to be right for our audience. I get this kind of exciting feeling when I'm reading an email because, you know, the, we get so many emails that, you know, a right pitch is, is mm -hmm. a kind of a gem in a very muddy field. So, um, yeah, from Instagram, uh, from emails, and then just meeting people, you know, out and about, um, 
and, and seeing things. I love visiting new places because that really, you know, inspires new types of content. So there isn't kind of a method, but all these different things um, kind of trying to absorb as much different kind of goings on and culture as possible, I think really kind of result in all the different content in Betty. Do you, and do you work with regular freelancers or do you have, I mean, you probably just have, it's just the two of you sort of in-house, <laughs> but do you work with regular freelancers? We've got a team that we've been working with for a long time now. So the, um, the photography, for example, uh, the front covers have all been shot by a really talented photographer called Ellie Smith. I've known her since I was 18. Um, you know, So we've worked together and, and developed a style with my business partner, Charlotte, um, also called Charlotte. Um, and we have you know, a regular uh, contributors that we use. Uh, the layout's all done by... Um, Liam, bless him, um, one of the few males that works on Betty. But you know, um, but then, as I say, people just pop up in my life um, through the internet or um, email or just meeting people at you know parties or um, you know even coming in here. Um, and they've got really exciting ideas. So I'd probably say it's kind of sixty percent regular and forty percent mm. kind of pop up. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, I mean, I know it's said that your philosophy is, uh, and I'm sure it's probably still your philosophy from when you founded, but it's for people to embrace who they are and celebrate it. I'm um, just interested sort in what you mean by this. And do you think it's hard to embrace our true selves now when we're curating so many identities and personas online um, through our various social channels? So do you think it's, it's a hard thing for people to now embrace who they are? Yeah, I think um, it really is difficult. And funnily enough, I was just kind of talking to the um, the lecture that I've just done with your students third year, um, just talking about um, how it, I was probably one of the last generations that grew up um, and was able to kind of experiment um, when I was 18 and not worry about that ending up on the internet if you know I'd had a few too many drinks and and how is that resulting in less subcultures and you know less kind of youth movements um, just kind of an interesting question that I, I was speaking about earlier but in terms of um, what that means for Betty um, you know so many magazines I read and I feel really deflated I feel like I need to you know go lose 20 pounds go buy a new dress you know go buy some new face serum and you know I really I hate that empty feeling and that kind of constant kind of need for for purchasing to to fill fulfill you really and I really don't think that that's the answer so you know um hopefully uh, what we're doing at Betty is you know encouraging people to start their own businesses to get a new hobby or you know switch off from their digital lives and you know go and bake something go and um you know try out some interiors um and hopefully you you know, through the community that we've got online as well. You know, lots of people chat to each other online or when we have our events and, and it's just a really exciting place to be, especially at some of the events we've had more recently because there are so many different, you know, types of girls and and we've all just kind of got that one thing in common that, you know, we just want to feel accepted and, and feel happy, which I think most people do and, and um, anything that Betty does, we, you know, we really try and, and harness that. So it is, you know, increasingly more difficult, but hopefully, you know, as long as we keep going and, and break through the, the noise of, of some of the media that's out there, I feel like you know, we're doing a, a, a little part to change the way that, that things are at the moment. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. I mean, that sort of leads into the next um, sort of question around something we've been looking at and talking about as a student group is sort of the idea of the client conviviality culture. So that's sort of 
And when consumers are realizing that the most exciting thing they can do is it's not online. So it's realizing sort of the idea of the joy of missing out. Uh, it's not about updating your page, but it's about, you know, experiencing the sort of unmitigated magic of a live event. So how would you say that you tap into this at Betty magazine? Well, one of the things I mentioned earlier is that I, I love to travel, um, not kind of exotic locations such as, you know, Cuba and Mexico, which if anybody wants to send me there, they're more than welcome. But, um, you know, for example, next week I'm, I'm heading to Dublin and I'm heading to Cornwall and, you know, I live in Kent, um, you know, I, I recently moved from London and it's just about finding something special in your every day, I think. Um, you know, we always like to find something unusual, whether it's a nice pe- piece of, you know, mural um street art on the street or whether it's a nice cafe or you know um just being at one in the park because i yeah I, I think we've all been consuming so much for so long and um we're in that kind of culture where everything's immediate immediate gratification immediate satisfaction you know i've been guilty of that myself um you know end up with you know loads of clothes in my wardrobe that i've bought for for you know not much money but actually has that made me any happier so it's stopping and thinking and reflecting um on on those few you know long things that that um long investments that make people happy so um you know i think travel's a, a really important one and and that's everything we, that we have on our instagram feed is trying to find something magical in the everyday because um buying things you know isn't going to you know keep making you happy a few things a few choice things but you know not necessarily and about interacting with people I think that that's really really important Um, and that's why we've kind of branched off into our events recently as well because that human interaction I think is is so important and never want that to die yeah, I mean, I guess in terms of talking about your events, uh, this is a, one of the students' questions, but they said, uh, you know, the girls' club uh, looks so much fun from the pictures and it's a really good way to engage with your readers. When did you come up with the concept of the girls' club and how do you choose the sort of concept and activities that you do? So the girls' club has been something me and my business partner, Charlotte, have wanted to do for a while. We've always wanted to bring the magazine to life. We have so much fun meeting all the contributors, the photographers, the writers, you know, the makers, the doers, the business owners, um, the chefs, you know, all these people that we get to meet. We have so much fun with them. Um, Anytime we do a shoot or an interview, it just ends up in, you know, we we get the work done and then it's just a general kind of sit around, catch up, um, you know, and having fun. So we've wanted to bring the magazine to life for a while um and then one of my friends kind of took me out for lunch and was just like just do it you know I think the difficulty um in maybe it's not in today's society but everything has to be perfect Mm -hmm. and you don't always want to kind of start doing things until it's absolute perfection Mm -hmm. so the first girls club we kind of set ourselves a date and that was that was our target really um and we've had a great relationship with the Hoxton Hotel over the years and they offered us the space so the jigsaw pieces were starting to kind of fit Mm. um and then I just you know me and my business partner had to think about what we would like to go to and again Betty is quite a selfish thing in that way because a lot of the content is what we want to see Mm. and with the girls club it was well what would we like to do of an evening and um and I think it is really important to note that it does look like a lot of fun and it is a lot of fun. It's definitely not something that we've orchestrated to you know, look like fun from the outside. Every single one of the girls that I've met, um, you know, we have a couple of boys working as well. You know, we're not <laughs> we're not um, <laughs> completely um, alienating that audience. But, um, you know, there's already a lot for, for guys. So um, and I've met so many different people, different ages, different walks of life. Um, and I think that's what's been really, really kind of encouraging for us um, and has been the real success of those events. 
Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of that sort of brand community, I think, uh, like you're saying, it's things that you want to do. I think that's important in terms of it being authentic. And, and I think it's probably good that, you know, it's not sort of something forced. And um, and I think a lot of brands are trying to do this, like Farfet, Will and the Gang, um, Netta Porter started the new social sharing site, the NetSet. And kind of sort of trying to force these fashion communities that discover and share and I guess buy is important for these brands as well. Um, but do you think, I mean, this is something that you that you thrive at, I think, with the parties and being something that people genuinely want to be at. Um, so do you think that uh, you can sort of push or force a brand community or do you think that's something that has to happen organically? I think it's definitely something that has to happen organically. And I know, um, you know, a lot of companies are trying um, events and, you know, brand community exercises at the moment. But I think authenticity is definitely the key. Um, And I don't think you can force it. I think it has to be a genuine desire or a genuine kind of itch that, that, you know, needs to be scratched. And I think for the girls club, that's definitely something that we wanted to do. We spend so much time curating the magazine through email or telephone you know that that as I say that human interaction is really important um and I think that's why it's been such a success for us but I, I think it's gonna be interesting to see where brands go with this kind of you know activity that that it is becoming quite um not saturated but you know we're getting to the point where you, you see so many brands doing events but you know again they're teaming up with advertisers and sponsors which aren't necessarily uh, um, a harmonious match which is you know if we ever have any sponsors or uh, partners it's a, a natural connection and we believe in in the truth of what they're selling um, and you know that's a natural partnership whereas I think I, you know I don't want to kind of bad mouth anyone here but um, yeah you can definitely see I think when things are forced and I think the consumer can see through that as well so I think you know the the telling of that success will be in in people turning up and buying tickets Mm -hmm. so interesting thing to watch and see I think fantastic okay well we're going to let you go now but just uh, sort of last thing we're just interested in when next issue comes out and Mm -hmm. where we can buy it so we can direct all the students to it Um, the next issue um, will be out in April so it will be our annual so it's much thicker than, than when we were doing our biannuals combined. Um, we're working on starting working on that now. As I said, our new website's going to be launched hopefully this week um, where we're going to start publishing weekly again because there's just so many things that we've missed and people that we miss interacting with. So um, lots of things happening there. And our next event hopefully will be um, at the end of November with, with more next year. So lots of different things to get involved in. And um, yeah, where can you buy it? Um, Selfridges, uh, lots of little news agents in Soho. Um, and then our stockists will be on our new website, hopefully, if I can get that sorted. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for thank that. You. And have a great day. Thank you.